Welcome to Catch an Eye. <laughs> we never get sidetracked or go off on tangents. Catching it out. <laughs> what a, honestly, fantastic. Dictionary, dictionary. <laughs> it's just a bit sad sometimes, you know. Hi. <laughs> and welcome to the Catching Out podcast with me, Nick, uh, Zoe, and Colm. Uh, I'll do a little bit of an intro by myself and then I'll uh, let Zoe and Colm introduce themselves too. So I'm Nick, I've been playing dodgeball for three years. Uh, I've played at university, played at University of Manchester, MUDS, uh, love the purple and gold. Uh, and then I graduated and came to Leeds, where I've been playing ever since. Uh, we're in League One, uh, I played a bit of mixed as well. Um, yeah, I did play socially at Manchester back in the three ball days, yeah, that was a while ago. Uh, and then now I played uh, competitively in my final year before graduating. So. Uh, yeah, I've been playing dodgeball for a little bit longer than four, uh, three years, but I've been playing competitively for three years. Um, but yeah, that's enough about me. I think most people know me. I've done a bit of refereeing. Uh, if you don't know me, come say hi. I'm, I, I am friendly, I promise. Uh, so yeah, um, Zoe, uh, how long have you been playing dodgeball for? And uh, where have you been playing at? But I didn't work before we started talking. Home was <laughs> I told you, I'm, um, I'm looking this up, so I've you fucked yourselves over. I've been playing dodgeball for six years now. Well, this is the sixth year, technically. Yeah, I started in 2016 in October, uh, the last year of UKDBA as the governing body. And then, yeah, in the summer between my first and second year of uni, the national governing body has changed from three ball to five ball. So I'm, I'm officially in the old cohort where I still talk about three ball sometimes. Um, which is very weird. So the first year that I started playing, um, when I was at Warwick, then we were still under UKDBA and they didn't have university leagues, or at least they didn't have women's university. I don't think they had any university, but they definitely didn't have women's university. Warwick was in WDPL, the top league, so Women's Dodgeball Premier League, um, because two or three years prior, the Warwick team had been like Meg White, Harry Bignall, Tandy, like all these like really, really big women's players that basically Storm won now. Um, and then they all graduated at the same time. And the year before I arrived, we were meant to be like demoted from WDPL down to Women's League Two or League One. Um, and like because a, a bunch of teams dropped out, then we weren't we weren't dropped. So we were in this league that we weren't meant to have been in for the last two years in a row. Um, and we had a team that was Four freshers and Katie Thompson. <laughs> we didn't have six players. We had four freshers and Katie Thompson. And we were in Women's Dodgeball Premier League against Beagles and Women's Meteors and like that level of, of players. We came dead last with uh, Nottingham Balls of Steel right over us. But yeah, I was thinking about this earlier and like the only the only year that I wasn't playing in the top league in the country for women was my second year of university because they introduced a university league and I didn't join a community team. In my third year, I joined Spartans and we, we oh, I guess technically that was league one. Okay, never mind. But in my second year, I, third year, I joined Spartans. And then after that, I was in Super League, Super League, Super League, Super League. So. 
So, so yeah, it's your turn, Colm. How long have you been playing for? We're coming up on my seven-year anniversary of dodgeball in a in a couple of months. Seven. It's pretty years. pretty wow. mad. Um, oh, it makes me feel <laughs> old. Um, yeah, no, I've only played for. In terms of clubs, I've only played for Manchester UD and Bees. And then I've also have played in four competitions for the Republic of Ireland. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so brings me up to I've played in for Killers and Workers over the years of Bees. Um, I've also had the proud achievement of coming runner-up in the Nick Pinnock Cup where as in the uni team with Muds. With muds, where we knocked as a uni, as a uni club, we knocked out was it three DPL teams nice. at the time. I think it was like Leeds Sheriffs and Wessex Wolves, and then got beaten the final by Beagles, which was like like Arnie, um, Kieran Carrington is Carrington's surname, um, Scotty Whitelaw, um, and there's a couple of others that were like big DPL players at the time so it was really really big achievement definitely um, never heard probably, that story probably argue is my, still my biggest achievement in dodgeball happened all the way back at uni um but yeah enough uh played for seven years and it's been very enjoyable De so definitely far. never heard that story hopefully a few more hopefully a, a few more times as part of uh, mud's folklore now every time putting on that purple and gold jersey always knew always knew it was you know, <laughs> Yeah, me, me, Matt Whale, Liam Ryder, Hannah Ward, Sam Wrench, um, and then the others are I've logged on from Dodgeball. But um, yeah, that was a big that was a big year for us. And then we, the year after, we all pretty much all of us joined Bees at the same time, which is pretty cool. It was a, it was a really cool transition transition for us. So going back to Dodgeball, we'll start with you, Zoe. Uh, what are you looking forward to this season? Uh, what 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 are you looking forward to discussing in the the upcoming year? I mean, pretty obvious as the women in the room. Uh, I'm really excited about women's league. <laughs> I'm really really excited about women's league. I think women's super was so good this year, and I don't see any reason why it won't be next year. I think if anything, like the introduction of teams like Raptors and uh, Storm Twos are just gonna like throw everything out of whack again. Those are both teams that could easily make really weird little wins throughout the league. Uh, yeah, I don't see any reason why the league shouldn't be as interesting next year as it has been this year. Um, and it's just such a ridiculously good league this year. So that must have been like the win. tightest league in any sport ever yeah. to have that many people able to go into the final day and potentially half, win it. Is half the league was going into that final ridiculous. day. Could you oh, imagine, like, a, like in football or anything like that happening? The world mm. would go insane. Yeah, it was insane. Incredible. I mean, obviously, we weren't in that half, but like, it was still really exciting <laughs> to watch from the outside. To be fair, I don't think I would have wanted to be a part no, of something that tight. So like, every set matters. Because mm. it's pretty much guaranteed to go down to set difference. Yeah. I think right. we had the ideal final day in the sense of like, like going into it, we had the ideal final day because we knew we couldn't move, so it didn't matter. So we didn't have any stress. We were just relaxing. But yeah, looking looking into it, it looks like, uh, I mean, it was really tight. We all know how tight it was at the end. But there were nine draws, nine draws uh, in that league mm. throughout the season. Uh, so it was very, very close. No uh, way. 
Yeah. Really? And that, and that includes four for four draws for bees and four draws yeah. for better ranges. Yeah. So that's the that's thing, is that, like, if you listen to, um, to Neutral Zone, then their analysis of our season was basically, or Kath's analysis of the uh, Queen Bee season was basically like, oh, we came super close and we were just unlucky a lot of times. And that's kind of what she's referencing is, we have four draws. If we'd had four I didn't draws in those four draw points, we would have been fine. But because we were drawing on it, then, you know. I mean, the counterpoint is if we'd had four losses, then we would have had that. Yeah. But yeah, I guess on to, on to the next topic. Uh, Colin, what, what, what are you looking forward to this season? What What's uh, what's exciting for you next year? No, next in, in terms of like men's leagues in general, it's actually going to be really interesting because... You feel like with all the new teams that have come in, like before um, the COVID COVID struck and since COVID like happened and the leagues have restarted, the leagues are starting to kind of like balance out, and there's going to be a lot more contenders for both like winning the league and promotion. And because the teams like, for example, in League One next year, you've got Norse Nighthawks and Spartans Two um, moving up, who both could easily be title contenders next season never mind like being just newly promoted teams trying to stay up like you feel like there's kind of like this balance happening um year in year out uh in the men's league so it's gonna be really interesting to see how kind of things how the lay of the land kind of is um especially if there is any changes to the league structure next year um so yeah it's just it's just gonna be an interesting season all around to be honest in both the men and women's leagues I think, yeah, it's going to be different, especially if uh, with two teams coming down, MK and potentially Storm 2 as well, they're not going to be easy teams to fight. So it's really going to be a lot more log jammed in League 1, I reckon. Um, but yeah, there's going to be some teams that, are, you know, th this year it was very much a five of the top, five of the bottom. With those potentially four teams coming coming into the league in League 1 in men's, I think some of those bo uh, bottom teams that are in the bottom five are really going to be fighting it out next year. Virtue and and sheriffs too and uh, and, and the likes. I think we're going to have a really uh, and rate you know a really interesting fight to stay up. Let alone uh, the fight for the top, which I think will get pretty brutal. No, there's no there's no easy matches for anybody in that league. But yeah, I guess the the bit I'm excited for next season is um, probably going to be uni league. To be honest, I I know I'm a bit biased, but like having been at uni, uh, I really enjoyed playing dodgeball playing competitive league and it's a great opportunity for people to you know see the competitive side of dodgeball i think it's really good fun but i think you know it, what would be good is if we have that into a bit, bit more integration between uni uh uni players understanding the world of uh the club dodgeball um but also club dodgeball realizing what's going on in the uni leagues you know so um i'm really looking forward to see what's going on with that uh, I'm, I'm hoping that you know uni players will listen to this and uh find it really interesting and uh, you know hopefully come on the show so if you are interested uh come on come along and um you know reach out and uh perhaps we can have a chat let us know what's so good about dodgeball mm. and stuff uh in your club and why your uni club uh is is obviously the best club i mean it's not muds but you know let, let us know so um yeah i'm really excited for next year uni league, uni league season mm. and uh you know especially with bucks as well see where the next step is yeah it'll be really interesting um especially on the box side of things um because obviously 
it's going to take for because it's such a niche sport in the UK still. Um, it's going to take a couple of years for it to kind of find its way into a lot of universities, but it's a really cool way for it to venture out and to give universities a reason to um, kind of give dodgeball a, uh, a chance. So it'll be really interesting to see how the how the uni leagues kind of take off next year. Mm. I think it's an interesting thing as well, like talking about certain universities obviously don't have dodgeball clubs yet and it's still not a known sport in a lot of universities. With the way that junior dodgeball has grown over the last few years, you'll start to see players who grew up in the under-17s divisions and under-15s divisions getting to university, being smart people and not choosing universities based on what dodgeball teams there are that are already there. So getting to university and realising there isn't a dodgeball team here, but they still want to play dodgeball, so they have to step one up. Um, and I think that'll be quite interesting to see. But yeah, going on to the uh, next biggest thing of the year, I guess uh, Euros is coming up. So uh, let's let's be excited for that. Um so I know some of us are going. Uh, I'll be going to watch, and I'm looking forward to it. But uh, we'll start. We'll start with Colm. I got it right this time. Colm, uh to go through. Is what do you what are you looking forward to in Euros? What any any thoughts? What are you looking forward to? Ooh. Yeah, unfortunately, not. I, due to time commitment, wasn't able to try it out for Ireland this year, sadly. But. Um, it's, uh, how long has it been since the last tournament? Twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah, I literally like, last last tournament. I had just graduated university, and that was years. Since then, like it's been so long. I've been out of uni for so long that I don't know anyone at university anymore. That's how long it's been between you and That's the thing, right? It's... Yeah, last time last time Euros was happening, I was building the computer that we're streaming on right so now. I can't <laughs> <not do this. laughs> yeah, I, I I refereed for that. It was fantastic tournament to be fair um but like three years a lot of countries are gonna have very different looking squads going into it it's just gonna be really interesting to see like how everybody's adapted um since the last tournament and how many fresh faces are going to be there and have anybody kind of adapted tactics have anybody kind of like brought in some new ringers that nobody will have actually heard of like it's actually going to be a really interesting tournament especially as um does anybody know how many new countries are are turning up to this one because i think there's a number of them right i don't think any of them are new for this euros i think so hungary for example didn't compete in um i want to say they didn't compete in ends last time or something like that and oh it's just that they're bringing new squads sorry apologies. yeah exactly but i think all of the countries have competed before in some shape or form and previously yeah uh, okay. we're missing germany as well well yeah we are we're missing slovenia Probably uh, not there. quite a high seed so that makes things mm. up yeah no idea um but yeah it's just gonna be it's gonna be really interesting you're gonna have you know because england came uh, where the home nations the last time and it didn't go according to plan um let's say last time um so it's gonna be interesting, interesting to see how you know they want to bounce back um northern ireland walked away with two silver medals last time it's gonna be interesting to see if they can you know take that energy into the next competition and see if they can come and get any goals for the first time ever um yeah there's just a lot of different dynamics for different countries going into it that Really keen to see how it goes. Can't wait to watch it all from home. So, so Zoe, what are, you, what are your thoughts? What are you looking forward to? I mean, 
on on the path of Switzerland, I'm hoping that we get out of the group stages. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. But um, for the actual Euros itself, I think it's 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 tricky because I think I'm I'm also looking forward to the dodgeball itself. But I'm really looking forward to just seeing everyone interacting off court and kind of making those connections. The big thing that I noticed at uh, the Paris Open earlier this year, which Warwick went to, was that like everyone was trying to glean as much dodgeball information as possible for each other. And there was this real feeling that a lot of these clubs that are, you know, international clubs are now getting to the point where they feel like they want to actually push the sport further within their own countries and they want to use other countries to help that. So the fact yeah. that we had an international open in Paris, that was the first of its kind. That was really good. But even while we were there, Ferenc Bakas, who's the president of the, the uh, Hungarian dodgeball team, was there like no we want to we want to run a budapest open at some point and you know everyone's already starting to talk about that fact that all of these dodgeball teams kind of want to like get to know each other and, and learn as much as they can from each other and, and try and build their own home scenes and take what they learn from euros back to their own countries and it'll be really interesting to see who sort of who's mingling who's getting to know each other and, and how that impacts the dodgeball scene later on because i think european dodgeball is really getting to that stage now where it has a little bit of solidity it's been around for a little bit longer and it's kind of it's got a solid base in quite a lot of countries and they're ready to grow but they're not at that same level as like you know the the british dodgeball scene is incredibly big and i think a lot of dodgeball clubs want to be that they they want to have the same level so if they can learn as much from from everyone else and you know that would be really good and obviously that that's reflected on court like the way that you watch other teams play and playing as a national team you get tactics from other teams and then you go back to your clubs and you've been playing at a completely different level than you're used to for for months so then you go back to your own club and you're like okay now i know how dodgeball works now i know the tactic um so i'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it impacts club level dodgeball in europe yeah i think one thing that's like we call like said with the the open in uh paris is like when people mix around, like that's a good opportunity in um, mm. with the Euros, but also just like the idea of touring, like dodgeball clubs don't really do it. Um, it's definitely something that um, you know clubs could do, especially at universities. Like the more that they get to know and see what uh, international mm. clubs there are and international uh, teams are playing and what countries there are that is dodgeball in, organize a tour, go mm. play with them. And uh, I definitely think you know our clubs and also our uh, universities going over. A, board will help them in some ways but also help us as well so i think you know attracting people to sport that way say hey you can go to hungary and uh, go train with the hungry guys and have a good uh, good session now over there i think that'll be a really good experience for for a lot of players and definitely draw a lot of people yeah. into the sport yeah bees bees used to do that all the time they used to go to italy yeah. um every year for many years um and that solidified a really good like friendship with a lot of the Italian clubs, mm. um, and every time Bays went to you know Euros and stuff like that, it was you know catching up with old friends um, across across the water, you know. So if you take that kind of template and you know adapt it into creating big opens and stuff like that, like you yeah. said, and potentially in Budapest, etc., um, it'd be amazing to see how that develops. There's bound to be loads of clubs that'd be interested. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that it's very easy to get distracted when talking about international competitions about who's going to come first, who's going to get the gold, who's going to get silver and who's going to get bronze. With something like Euros, you've got like 16 nations in each group. 
that means there are 13 nations that aren't going to be in that top three. What are they getting out of the competition? And it's, it's yeah. that. You're getting the experience. You're getting things that you can bring back. And you're getting that community that's that's just so so important and so impressive when you're actually there. Like, you can really feel it. Um, so that's that's going to be amazing this year. No, yeah, as, as someone said, it's the dodgeballers that make uh, make the Euro so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, look, someone's got to come fifth and sixth, seventh and eighth. But uh, you know, they they can be really difficult or proud of you know achievements to be proud of because it is a tough league. It's knockout, um, and it is you know impressive wherever you wherever you end up. Uh, definitely, I'm curious to see you know obviously post COVID, you know post COVID it's going to be an interesting not mix of uh, players uh, and skill level, I reckon. And we're really going to see where all the different clubs lay out because I think some of the superpowers may be weaker. I think some of the, the teams have gotten away with mm. COVID and um, had more time to train and, and, and practice the sport and yeah. you know practice how they Massively. But yeah, I think that'll wrap us up. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, yep, there'll be a Euros podcast out soon. Uh, we'll be previewing the Euros. We'll be looking at tables. There might even be some spicy predictions, maybe even some upsets. So keep an eye on that. Check us out on social media. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe and follow and hit the bell icon and all that jazz. Um, it is kind of disgusting to say, but we are going to have to say it from now on. But uh, yeah, um, please like, follow, subscribe. Uh, hit us up on this, all the social medias. Um, and uh, yeah, if you see us around, give us a give us a shout. We we want want to know what different people think about uh, dodgeball and what they want to talk about or want us to talk about, uh, and maybe even have a few people on the show occasionally. So um, keep an eye out, and uh, yeah, we'll be on um, RSS feeds. So hopefully we'll be distributing on uh, podcasts, but we'll also be in uh, on uh, YouTube because that is where we will be uploading the video afterwards. Um, the fingers, fingers crossed we will be going live on YouTube so it will be a live stream so you can just tune in uh, that chat thing down there will be full of your chat comments uh, once we get going but uh, between the three of us we need to get used to a bit better of uh, doing this <laughs> in the first place so yeah, hope to see you guys soon um, 